welcome to Within the Gray. I'm Jackie. And I'm Libby. And together we attempt to work through the messiness of modern adult life. On today's episode, we are going to be skimming the surface of what we have seen unfold over the past year or so in regards to the media and politics. Fun topic, right? We thought this would be a good conversation to have on the podcast because there are a lot of gray areas when it comes to the evolution of everything that's taken place. So Jackie, why don't you start us off by giving us a brief overview of where you stand politically? So uh, this is something that I kind of struggle with, honestly, um, because I don't really fit into any boxes here. So if I had to give myself a label... I think it would be either a liberal Republican, a conservative Democrat, or just lump me in with libertarian because I have some conservative views, some liberal views, and I I just don't I don't fit into any of the normal boxes. So what about you? Where do you fall? Uh, I tend to be more on the liberal side of the political spectrum, uh, but I do have more conservative views when it comes to economic policies. So I think I'm probably somewhere between a Democrat and a libertarian, depending upon your definition of them. Okay. Uh, I do respect, I want to make clear, I do respect the opinion of others. Um, and I like having these conversations, even though they make me like super nervous to do, because uh, I think that they can help you understand the other side's point of view better. So even if I don't, agree with someone's philosophy or political stance on something I do enjoy hearing their logic on why they believe in it Mm -hmm. because it gives me the opportunity to see a perspective that I can't Mm -hmm. or you wouldn't have thought of or I wouldn't have thought of on my own and honestly the idea or like you saying that these conversations make you nervous in general I think that's honestly because of how like I would say the majority of people are brought up the whole like you don't talk about politics or religion over Thanksgiving. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's just kind of how we're brought up is you don't talk about those you don't things. talk about it. It's like right. one of those like topics. It's like money, religion, politics. And there's like a handful of others. It's like you don't. Talk it's about not them. polite conversation right. because people can get quite emotional about it. So I think that is where probably my nervousness stems from is like <gasps> it's kind of taboo yeah. to talk about this. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it doesn't mean that like when you're having this conversation, you don't have to agree with the person, Mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes like I won't come out of it and being like, "Mm, my mind is completely changed, but I'm just (laughs) like, you know, I'm like, that was like a really good, like, that's a very logical sound point they brought up, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not necessarily going to change my mind, but like, yeah, it makes sense. It can also make you revisit issues that you thought you had like a firm grasp on just from a different light. Not again, not necessarily completely changing your view, but just adding a little bit more meat to what you think. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of, you know, kind of how I consume the news, Mm -hmm. moving on to a different topic, um, I take, I think more of a casual approach uh then and i'm just compared to you Mm -hmm. i think you take probably a more intentional approach behind it i listen to news podcasts like on my way to work Mm -hmm. but i don't really um deep dive into a lot i kind of want to know what's going on in our country kind of want to know where everyone's at if there's anything i really need to know sort of a thing uh but i don't necessarily 
like deep dive into it mm-hmm. unless the story really piques my interest or I know my kids, my students, I should say, are going to ask me about it. Then I do a little bit more research and a little bit more background than normal. But okay. I really just like consume news like, okay, now I know what's going up around in the country. And really my news consumption is more of a countrywide versus local. Mm-hmm. I don't really consume any local news. I don't which, really consume local news. Either, I know. Which I feel like is kind I of a bad thing. Should. <laughs> I probably should know what's going on in my backyard. But I like kind of like to know like the general status. Um, basic play by play. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I listen to it in the morning most times. That's about it. I'll listen to a couple podcasts that are about one specific story and they have like a longer episode. I'll listen to that on my afternoon drive home. It just depends on the story if I'm interested in it or not. But I can get overwhelmed with the news. And I can't so, see why. I know. Why would you have that overwhelmed? So I kind of like make sure that I don't consume too much of it mm-hmm. because it can get really overwhelming and it can um, kind of weigh on you. Mm-hmm. So I, oh, absolutely. You know, I like to know what's going on. I'm like, if I deep dive into it, I might find out some stuff that like, I'm not going to be able to sleep for the next four nights on. And so, no, I hear you. you know? I totally get that. So how about you? So uh, I wouldn't say, so you described how you consume news as casual yeah. in the sense of like you listen to different like political podcast in a sense. Yeah. Um, I, I pretty much do the same thing as far as where I get it. Mm-hmm. So I think the like where of how we're getting our news is similar because I get the majority of my news updates from political podcasts as well. They're not the same ones. Yeah. Um, but unlike you, this is something that like I will like I have multiple, like a handful of different podcasts I listen to throughout the day to like get updates on what's going on in the news. Um, there was a time like when we were in like the trenches of COVID that I had to stop still for a while. Well, I mean, like I'm talking, let's like, see, are you talking April, like May? April? Yeah, where it was just like, oh my gosh, crazy everywhere that I remember like talking to my husband being like, I think I need to stop listening to these so much because I'm really having a hard time like calming myself down yeah. because the world was just on fire. on fire. I mean, still arguably kind of is. But anyway, so I do pride myself on seeking out both sides of a story or like both left left leaning political podcasts mm-hmm. and right leaning political podcasts because I truly do enjoy listening to both sides of the story. Um, so yeah, that's something I definitely pride myself on. Um, I think I, you do a really good job at that. Well, thank you. Um, so yeah, I do really enjoy that. Um, I have a really hard time when I get like little snippet videos from friends or family that, and I know all of you know what I'm talking about, that are very emotionally um, and very specific message driven that you get either on Facebook Messenger or on Instagram or just little, you know, like one minute videos that try to make a political point that are taken out of context. Yeah. And that drives me nuts. And I think it does more so than just like the typical like, um, oh, this is an annoying video that I don't agree with because I'm like, like I said, I pride myself on seeking out both sides of the story or like both left and right wing like sides of the news. 
And I'm like, if you're not following a story consistently, then you you really don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. stop sending me these little like snippets. And I like, also gotcha. Think, I think people like just look at headlines and they're like, yes. I now know what's going on. Yes. And you're like, no, you don't. So an example I have on that is back in earlier this year sometime in what the fog of 2020 is. Yeah, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Um, I got like blown up. My phone got blown up with messages from family and friends. Like, did you see what the Pope just said? And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and so I like go on social media and like everyone on social media, it's like Pope um, is, I don't even know the headline, but basically like he was accepting of like LGBTQ and like all that kind of stuff. And like he was like changing church doctrine is mm-hmm. what it made it seem. And I was like, I automatically don't believe any of these stories because to change like it's not it's not going to be a Facebook thing. No. About the which pope is where most of this church. was coming from. Yeah, which is like the pope changing church doctrine. Um his statement, if you read the whole statement, was just a reiteration and a reemphasizing of the church's belief already. Mm-hmm. People just took like a sentence he said and they were like <gasps> He said this. Right. So I had all like these people in my life being like, well, how are you going to explain this to your students? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, "Um, there's really nothing to explain here. Like, literally, he because said we're accepting and love. Like, everyone deserves respect. That's yeah, basically what was Everyone deserves said. love and respect. Yes. Like Jesus taught us. Yes. You know? Um. So I just think it's like one of those, it's one of those things. It's one of those snippets that people see. They see a headline. They see a sentence from a speech and they don't take the time to read the whole thing or like even think about kind of like the background of the person who said it yeah and they just like did you see i'm like you have to read the whole thing right you know and i think that's what you mean by also like the videos it's like Mm -hmm. you're gonna take a 30 second clip from a seven minute long speech and then you're gonna put your own spin on it no exactly and that drives me crazy and that's exactly what i was saying like i think you have to like you said read the full article or listen to a source consistently in order to get the context because these random snippets of videos or just you know headlines aren't helpful they just add gasoline oh it's all it's all clickbait right I mean, there's a reason why they're phrased the way they are. It's to get you Mm -hmm. to click, like, well, hopefully click on it or at least get your attention. Right. Which I think that goes perfectly into how, oh, gosh, all of 2020 and the election media coverage went like all of 2020. Talk about fire. (laughs) So I would say up until this past year or on it. I don't know, maybe up until Trump, let's just say that. But more specifically, this past year, I felt like I could listen to both sides and kind of find the middle. Mm -hmm. That is like impossible anymore. Like it is you listen to a left, a left wing news source and they say one thing. You listen to the right wing news source and they say the complete opposite. Like there it's complete opposite side of the story. And it reminds me of, and you guys are going to get a lot of teaching references just because that's it's what who we, we are. <laughs> and it reminds me specifically of when I was teaching still. And remember, we're, we were middle school teachers. Libby is are. a middle school teacher. Yes. I'm still in that trench. Are they and in those trenches? Like, my biggest pet peeve would be when I would get students lying to me and I remember like you know you would have two of them out in the hall and you're talking to them and one of them says she did this the other one says no I did not they did this and I'm like 
okay, guys, like somebody is lying. You know what I mean? No, and I'm I just know. Like, come oh, on. Girl, I live that life literally every day still. So, it yeah. just drives me crazy. And I feel like that's where we're at with news. I'm like, somebody is lying. Could you give an example? Uh, an example. Okay. Um. Yes, actually, I could. So one that's kind of in the forefront of my head because this is all kind of still happening right now is with um, the vaccine, which, oh, I know, you know, there is so much controversy around the vaccine in a sense. I, that's not the point. So anyways, I was listening to different like left wing sites, news sources about the Biden administration coming in and taking over. And they said that they were given no vaccine distribution plan. None. They are starting from scratch. It doesn't exist. And then you go and you listen to right wing sources. And they're like, actually, Fauci just came out and said that's not true. And said that, no, we're not starting from scratch. There was a plan. And I'm like, okay. Both can't exist in the same reality. I'm like, those are literally contradicting statements. You either had a plan or you did not have a plan. Now, it could have been a really sucky plan. Yeah. But like. We can't I mean, just that's, negate that's, each other. That's probably the truth, honestly, between like there was no plan and there was a plan. It's right. one side was but like, fine. no, we had a plan. It was a good plan. The other side was like, that plan sucked. Exa- right. Basically, no plan. But like also then just say it wasn't a great plan. Exactly. We're revising. And then the other side could be like, we did. We did present them. So I get it. I get it. So that just kind of drives me nuts. That and inconsistency is like my biggest pet peeve. So. Another example of that would be like up until the election, even still going along with the whole vaccine thing, because that has just made so much news. Um, Even Vice President Harris was saying that she would question a vaccine that came from the Trump administration. Now, all of a sudden, this vaccine is immaculate. I would like to clarify, I'm not questioning this vaccine. Please do not message me about that. That is not the point. <laughs> no, but, but you're saying like, how could you question something that was obviously developed? It's the same vaccine. <laughs> it's the same vaccine. Like this vaccine was developed under the Trump administration. And now it's Biden's so, job to administer I mean, it. At some point, I want to be like, now all the politicians are like, why is everyone questioning this? I'm like, you guys did this. You literally did this. Yeah, we you- had like contradictory things going around everywhere. It's no wonder people are like, oh, I'm not sure. Like if I should trust this because you just told me I shouldn't. And now I should. So it's just that that drives me up a wall. And I think it's pretty clear to see, or at least in my eyes, like there seems to be a huge double standard on how the media covers the political parties and different issues. Now, I did not like Trump. I was not a fan of him. However, it was pretty easy to see the difference in how he was treated versus other politicians. And I understand Trump was not your normal Republican. However, I think it got a bit ridiculous at times to the point where like the questions and the media coverage that was given to Trump just kind of fueled the hate for him, which was obviously the point of it. But it ended up dividing our country more. Yeah. Like, I feel like if it wasn't given as much 
attention or if it, I don't know that it wouldn't I mean, have been as divisive so much to work with he did. and they took advantage of that situation I mean and that's a thing like it didn't seem like he cared if he was getting negative or positive no, coverage just it just wanted, wanted people attention. talking about him so yeah. again not a normal Republican however not I also feel politician, like really did we have to give him all of that yeah you know but, you know it, that's their job is to report on stuff people are saying influential people are saying and when he gives them so much material as a news source are you supposed to be like we're gonna ignore i mean like yes they probably should have ignored him yes but like to make their money you know they're not going to but But then he would respond back to them and it was just this whole back and forth back and forth back and forth right and i agree with that but i do think that they ignore some stories that would definitely get they a lot definitely of definitely turn a blind eye to some. You're yes. absolutely right. Yeah. So I'm like, that's they where I see choose. the double standard. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I that that's kind of where I was going with okay. that. I Not so. You. Yeah. So anyways, that kind of drives me nuts. Um, And then leading up to the election, I just felt like there was a lot of sketchiness in regards to what was, again, like what was covered. I felt like a lot of politics were being played. So, for example, um. I know that there were some schools that were not being opened until after the election took place. I know that COVID relief, everyone knows this, that COVID relief was not getting passed. And then all of a sudden, oh, "Oh, we're going to make progress on it after the election. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, that just ticks me off because I'm like, okay, you're literally playing with people's livelihoods. Like people can't go back to work if they have kids at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like schools being closed are huge and people need this relief right now because they're not able to work and it's just getting tied up in the politics of D.C. And I'm like, that's incredibly frustrating. Mm -hmm. So, again, all of the I'm, I'm just spewing different things that have been frustrating me over the past year. But overall, I am clearly just worn out from the constant toxicity of all of it. And it's gotten very frustrating for me with how you cannot seem to pick out the good and the bad from each issue. Like, you're not allowed to be both. You have to pick sides. So, for example, you can't say that there needs to be racial justice and reform while also condemning the violence and destruction that happened across our country this summer. You can't say both things. You can't hold conservative values And also be against the attack on the Capitol on January 6th at the same time. You're not allowed to be both. Like, why the heck not? Like, violence is violence. It should be condemned in every circumstance. But see, this is where I see the gray. It's like it's being treated as a black and white issue. No pun intended. When there are really so many other factors contributing to everything that has happened over this past year. So it's just... I think that's where I just have such a hard time. And I did listen. One of my podcasts I listened to today actually was talking about how the like just our politics in general, we're forgetting that it's it's a mixed bag on both sides. Like if you it's a spectrum, it, it is. It's not it's not one or the other. It's it's a spe- and that's what people forget a lot it's poli- well, political it's a it's a it's a spectrum it is and that and it's also like people are thinking that if they claim to be let, let's just say democrat okay that they can't 
criticize or critique anything in the Democratic Party yeah, without people case. being like, oh, so you wanted Trump? No, no like that's, that's not, not it. What that's not or you can't said. be Republican and criticize some of the things that they stand for. Well, I also think that people have this misconception in their mind that if you sit on like more liberal side, you can't cross into that red side for any of like your beliefs. Right. Exactly. That's what and I'm it's saying. Not, and it's not true. It's like, no, like overall, here's where I sit. But that doesn't mean I disagree with everything the other side says. No, I, I agree with some of, you know, over here. So I think people also forget that you're allowed to, because you're a human with free will, you're allowed to pick whatever you want to believe in, you right. know? Exactly. You don't have to just subscribe to this choice or that choice. It's you can fall somewhere in the middle. Exactly. You know? No, totally. So those are just a couple of examples that I can think of recently that have kind of come up in my mind I could go on all day honestly but Libby what are some of your thoughts on how everything has been covered over the past year or so I knew that this election was going to be a mess from the very beginning but that you know I saw this years ago when President Trump former President Trump was elected I was like yeah when the next election comes up this is going to be a rough transfer of power and um, as a history teacher I was really I was incredibly interested in how it was all going to play out just from mm-hmm. studying historical figures of the past and personalities similar I was very intrigued knowing those stories how this story would be written um, and I knew the media and all this was going to be incredibly biased you know and I didn't really view them as a reliable form of where I should get my information from because I knew that they were going to have their own opinions and really dig into those. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to have much grace for the other side. So I decided that I needed to really listen to the candidates and primary sources and not take secondary sources into consideration because they were going to put their own spin on it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what a secondary source is. So I found, um, because I found my even less biased sources, some of the stuff that they were saying, I was shocked by. Um, and it was getting a little out of control. Things just got really turned up. Yeah, it, it, people people were emotional, you know. Mm-hmm. This is their lives. Right. You know, a person who is elected or people who are elected into office, do we are a republic. They make decisions about our lives but Mm -hmm. that's our government so yeah there should be emotion behind it it's just when it is coming from a new source that sometimes you're like hey you're supposed to be the one that's communicating the facts here you need to pull that back and let you know me Mm -hmm. do that essentially Mm -hmm. uh so and like you were saying earlier like you were like someone is lying i don't necessarily know if i agree with that i think that they're telling their own version of the truth and then therefore they're spinning it in their favor. Okay. Which is, you know, it, it can be considered lying. Lying. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I don't, I don't consume news like you. You're, you do a really good job at seeking out both sides. I just don't, I just can't listen to the same story over and over and over mm-hmm. again to find the truth. I get that. So, you're probably much more informed on specific issues than I am. And I'm probably just not paying as close attention as you. 
Um, But in regards with everything else that went down, you know, I knew the election was going to kind of be a mess a long time ago. I didn't realize the rest of 2020 was going to be a mess. Hmm. So in regards to, you know, the protests that happened this summer with the BLM, um, the protest and the insurrection at the Capitol, I think that the pandemic heightened everything. I would agree. And I think that people were already on edge. Mm -hmm. And then this just brought everything up to the surface. Mm -hmm. Uh, And everything, since we were so connected to our phones this year, because of trying to get constant updates upon the Mm -hmm. pandemic, what's happening, what's going on, it just brought the news right to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know about you, but I feel like I consumed way more news this year. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. 2020 2020 2021 yeah yeah than i ever have in my adult life before same and i think it's you know a combination of the pandemic but also we're at home you know we're not talking with people it was it was um so and i'm not saying that everything that happened this year was necessarily bad you know i think that it's good that people yeah, were the issues that came up needed to be addressed. they needed to be brought up Ex- yeah especially what happened this summer mm-hmm. you know our country has this history of you know trying to get rid of the racial issues that we have not doing a great job at it making progress at times sweeping it under the rug at other times and i think that with the pandemic everything people were like it's an it, this is enough this is enough and i, yeah. I and it, okay that's great and the media coverage of that like Media does a good job at bringing up issues, right? Because they're supposed to. They're supposed to. They're supposed to. They're supposed to tell you what's frustrating or irritating to others, because that's where change is going to come from. Mm-hmm. But they also have to, I think, watch kind of the words that they use mm-hmm. and the way they present the material, because that's how someone like me, who not, isn't necessarily a part of that moment, perceives that moment. Right. You know, forms a I, lot of opinions. It does. It does. And, and, you know, they understand the weight of their words, and that's why they choose them Mm -hmm. like they do. Uh, And I, knowing history, though, with all these movements that happened this year and people calling for change um, and people asking for reform and they're wanting it, I just know that it's going to take more time than people are willing to give Mm -hmm. at this point because they're so frustrated. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because... These things have historically taken a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been trying to work through this as a country for the last, what, like 150 years, and we're still not there. Mm -hmm. Not saying that, oh, it should take another 100. No, I'm saying, I'm saying that overnight thing. It's not an overnight thing. And I think people, you know, the media doesn't help that fire. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, they just kind of pour fuel on it. Well, the stories they want to, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I hope I'm wrong here. I really hope I am. But, I mean, you're taking it from a historical perspective. Like, you're a history yeah. teacher. So you you are able to take things and, like, zoom them out a little yeah. bit and compare them to things that have happened in the past. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, you know, the polarization of today, where we sit in the present time, mm-hmm. it has obviously been in the works for years. We, if once again, if you pull in history, if you look at the United States, we have kind of had a history of polarization, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have like, even from our beginning with the war for independence, we had, you know, the people who were loyalists and then we had the, um, 
wow, I'm totally going to forget that. But like the people who wanted us to be an independent nation, right. there was the us versus them, you know, mm-hmm. and the civil war, us versus them. Right. It's just, we, that that's kind of been a cultural thing. And mm-hmm. I think people don't take that into perspective. It's like all these other things that we want for our country, you know, freedom, equality, that is part of our culture. But we also have to admit that polarization is also a part of our culture. Very much so. And that to get over that is going to require a lot of work. And it's not going to require policy work. It's going to require. That's cultural. That's a every citizen has to get on board and then raise the next generation better. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that I think that's where people they they get that confused. Like, oh, if you write a policy, if you write a law, it's going to fix it. It's not. It's going to fix it and legally, but it's not going to fix it culturally, Mm -hmm. you know. Right. But I don't necessarily think that our former president helped any. No. (laughs) (laughs) I think if anything, he just liked to pour gas on that flame. I mean, even if you he like brought over like the lighter fluid and like Like, brought over a fan and was like, let's go. I mean, even if you were a supporter of him, I don't think you could say like, no, he was not a divisive person. No, 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 very no. unifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I also think so. Obviously, like I said, he didn't help. I also think the media, like you made a comment of earlier, didn't help. No, no. I think they were just ticked off that. He, I mean, everyone was shocked that he won to begin with. Yeah, and then I was. Spent four years being ticked off. They were yeah that he angry. was even there. And I'm just like, okay, like. Come on. Like, I yeah. know we're angry. But yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. And like my point earlier with like media choosing their words, I think that sometimes the media chooses these really emotional words that are to pull on fear or anger or mm-hmm. some emotion. And I can't think of one offhand to give you an example, but I know when I listen to my news podcast in the morning, when they use a word that like has an emotional draw to it, mm-hmm. I'm always like, you could have picked something different. Like it rubs you the wrong way. It's like, it, yeah, for me it does. Yes. You know, because you I'm can like, sense that. yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, ooh, a better word could have been used mm-hmm. here. Or yeah, when they try to pull on that emotion, which I was just talking to my students about this with our whole debate lesson, but that that's like a that's like an argument fallacy. That's like a logical fallacy. Mm-hmm. It's like an appeal to emotion, like appeal to fear, appeal mm-hmm. to anger. It like it kind of like to me it discredits them a little bit. Yeah, for pulling that into it. Well, and it's just disappointing because it's like, can you just tell me like the facts? Yeah, like, that's, just tell that's me what I'm here for. Exactly. Like if I wanted emotion behind it, I would like call up my friends and be like, right. "Girl, what do did you, you hear?" Yeah. Right. Um. So, but I do have hope that under the current administration, there can be more friendly conversation between the two different sides and maybe we can start working together. Um, And I understand that one person doesn't change everything, but I do think the office of the president does serve as a role model to the American people on how they act and behave Mm -hmm. um, with one another. You know, what has happened over to the United States this past year especially is very traumatic and it's going to take some time to heal from that but I do hope that we can start to see past our differences and start working better again and I mean even this past week I think with this whole stimulus um, deal they're trying to work out with I mean there was a group of I think 10 Republican senators who had a two-hour meeting Mm -hmm. with the president and I was like okay you know they didn't come to an agreement but they're still like yeah we're we're both both sides are still open to talks, They're which talking. I was like, right. Progress. Right. We can That's do something. it. 
Um, I also think that politicians really need to understand the precedent they set for their constituents and they need to start acting accordingly. If people who I am voting in because I trust them to make decisions for my life Mm -hmm. cannot act in a graceful, collaborative, cooperative way, I don't know why they would think that their constituents should. Right. You know, and I know that D.C. is no role model for how an American should act in some things. But in terms of collaboration... Because that's, like, a congressperson, like, that is, like, the goal of, like... That's their job. That's their job. Yeah. That's their job. Like, your job is to collaborate and get stuff done. Yeah. Your job is to take my opinion, which is why I voted for you, and work with somebody who, you know, another guy who maybe I didn't vote for, Mm -hmm. but someone else did, and you're supposed to work together with them to somehow make our two sides... Right. Both of our interests... You know, there needs to be some sort of you come compromise. to the best plan that you can, given what you have. Yeah, exactly. It's a compromise, something that no one's completely happy, but no one's super upset about. Mm-hmm. So and I do think through the actions of those who are in higher positions of authority, if they start to act, you know, the way that they quote unquote should. Um, I think the U.S. citizens will also start to see, you know, we'll start to see more cooperation and more collaboration and more grace and you know, in everyday life and we're not going to see this divisiveness and, you know, it's all your Mm -hmm. fault. You did this sort of a thing. Uh That's my hope. How about you? Where are you? Where's like your viewpoint on today? Um, How we're polarized and stuff. Um, Yeah. So when everything started to hit the fan this summer, I can't tell you how many posts I saw on social media about like I have defriended this many different people today I am unfriending you if you say this that or the other thing and just like I mean it was intense it was the amount of like just defriending it was it was like every post you saw in June I think gosh yeah it was it was a lot and whenever I saw this I was just like You are reinforcing your own echo chamber. And I love this. And I want you to explain this to people because before you said it to me like a couple years ago, I had never heard of this term before. The echo chamber? Yes. Really? Yes. You were the one who introduced it to me. So for those people, you know, some people might be like, yes, girl. But for (laughs) some people who they haven't heard of it, can you explain it a little bit? So echo chamber basically is kind of what it sounds like. So an echo comes back to you, right? Like if you're in a big room and it echoes and you say hello in a second, you hear hello. hello. (laughs) So this idea of being in your own echo chamber politically let's say on Facebook, would be that you only follow people and you only follow pages that support your beliefs. And so all you're seeing constantly are your beliefs reinforced, which I mean, like, that's great to have your beliefs reinforced. You should do research on your own beliefs and like understand why you believe them. However, if you're not hearing or seeing any other information that goes against those beliefs or is just an alternate point of view, then it's like you get yourself in this bubble and you become shell-shocked when you experience anything other than the view that you have. Like someone else that like has... It's so jarring to yes, you. It's just like, how do you exist or how could you think that? And it's also the extent of like, how could you think that? That must mean that you are a hateful person or that must mean yeah. that you are coming from a place of like 
of hate, honestly. So that's that's what I was seeing a lot. Like over the course of this year was just people getting deeper and deeper into their own echo chambers. And I'm like, that that's what's dividing us. Like, holy cow. So it's gotten to the point where I feel like no one's comfortable asking questions anymore. No one is comfortable sharing their opinions, especially if it's an alternate opinion because of the harsh backlash of social media. Like there were times. They'll come get you. Oh, my gosh. There were times this summer that like I would get sucked into like reading comments. Um, it. I, I mean, it would be about anything and people would get so mean and I mean I'd get deep in these comments like I would be reading and See, reading and that's and reading. something I don't do I don't get deep into the comments because I'm just like I don't care that's a bad <laughs> idea you get I mean it was making me so anxious I'll, con- I'll continue that trend then yes I do yeah that that's a good idea don't do it um but I would have to stop because I'd get sucked into them and be like holy cow like this person is getting torn apart or just people that don't even know each other jumping in on the conversation and I'm like who are you so just it it's just a lot. If you're into soap some, operas and stuff, some these soap opera action to, yeah, right there. There's something to read, but I'm not about it. So I do like the message of unity coming from our president. I hope we can get there. However, kind of like what you said, a policy isn't going to cause unity. Mm-mm. Like it's not, that's not where it's going to come from. It is a from. step in the right direction. It definitely is. But to fix this is going to require, like I said, a ton of work from us everyday joes yes and it's going to take the end of the us versus them mentality on both sides it's very much an us that's a big ask and i think that goes to kind of your point what you were saying about politicians kind of holding their position a little bit better because politicians are doing that oh yeah it is a very much us versus them on both sides Mm -hmm. and i'm just like guys like that's not that's not helpful. No. Like it's literally, again, and we've used this phrase a couple times, but it's just fueling the fire with everyone yeah. else. It's making things worse. So. So what do you think your takeaway would be from this conversation? Oh, there's so many good things that we covered. Um, so I would say a couple things. Seek views outside of your own. I would say that's my biggest one. Don't fall into your own echo chamber. That's how we got to where we are today. And that's going to require you to be uncomfortable. Yes. I think we should specify that when you walk out of your own echo chamber and you walk into the beliefs of someone else, it should make you feel uncomfortable. Which is kind of like what you said at the beginning of this conversation. Yeah, like makes these me things uncomfortable. make you uncomfortable, nervous. And that, that was the second thing I was going to say is have uncomfortable conversations with family and friends. Staying in your own bubble only leads to more polarization in the long run. And have good faith that someone with an opposing view from you has that view for a good reason. Your experiences form your perception and your perception is your reality. Most people are not coming from a place of hate. And finally, there is gray in all of this. That's very important to remember that it's not always black and white. A lot of times there is a ton of gray to work through. Within Within the the gray. gray. (laughs) What about you, Libby? What would you say your takeaway is? I would say form your own opinion, you know, by listening to primary sources. Don't always rely on a secondary source. Make sure that you are basically like hearing it from the horse's mouth Mm -hmm. and then form your opinion of it. You know, 
you can obviously reach outside and see what other people think about it, but you should be brave enough to be able to form your own Mm -hmm. and then just be like, yeah, I believe this. This is my belief. Mm -hmm. Um, Please understand that all media outlets are biased, all of them. Um, But having a bias doesn't make them bad necessarily. It just makes it harder for you to find out the clear truth of it. Mm -hmm. And it probably will take more. I should probably put more work into it. That should probably be my 2021 resolution. (laughs) Um, But it's going to require work and effort, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to do that. And our world isn't um, black and white and our beliefs shouldn't be either. It's okay to pick and choose what you believe in, even if it does cross the traditional party lines. Because remember, it's a spectrum. It's not separate. I love that. Thanks. I love it. Well, on that note, thank you all for joining us today. Until next week. Remember to be kind to yourself, have grace with others, and embrace the gray. Bye.